Welcome to yeah, Boozy yeah. Banter. <laughs> Bienvenue à Boozy Banter. <laughs> Welcome to Boozy Banter, brought to you by Wine Styles, where Brian, Matt, and a cast of characters start out chatting about all things booze and end up in places and conversations completely unexpected. Settle in. Even their rabbit holes have tangents. Welcome back, folks. Brian and Matt with you once again for Boozy Banter. We were feeling a little relaxed today. You can probably tell by my voice. Drinking in the afternoon and reminiscing about travel and our thoughts wandered to visiting France. Uh, I'm not going to say that all of my thoughts always wander to France. Yours may, Brian. But uh, we just wanted something relaxing, something that felt like we were sitting out on a patio, maybe smoking an unfiltered cigarette or no oh, yeah no i do a lot of that yeah you, okay <laughs> yeah. maybe having a little aperitif uh some pan au chocolat some things like that uh basically we were just looking for a liquid high five today so let's uh dive in with uh, the most sold beer in france which we uh pre-gamed with and then uh are going to now open a second one to uh actually Continue have our first pre-game. beverage so let's see here There we go. That's a long way down. We're going to need lower chairs. Back to my story from yeah. last week about <laughs> spilling something on the floor and not picking it up. Yep. How that makes me feel. Yeah, yeah. But we'll I'll get it. All right. Yeah, I mean, eventually. We, yeah, I got people. I knew I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I know you did. So that's, uh, I did it so that you could feel good. So what are we so, drinking, buddy? What? Oh. Uh, you said the most. Yeah, I guess I was holding you, it, wasn't you, I? You were holding it and you yeah. said, no, don't drink that. Well, I was holding the beer. That's, let's, that's just be, the, uh, let's just be clear. people. So, uh, yeah, that's for uh, Senior Glitch and Lady Glitch. Yes. Now, this is a uh, Cronenberg 1664. This is a golden pale lager. And, boy, when they say pale, it is, I mean, it's not quite water. Well, I guess that's that, uh, that North American light beer joke, too. It's 5% but, uh, alcohol, yeah. so it's, it's uh, you know, it's, a, it's an easy drinker. Mm-hmm. Crushable. Crushable. Yeah. Uh, lawnmower beer, if you will. Mm-hmm. The French. Do the French actually mow their own lawn, though? Uh, do they have lawns? Or is it all no. paved? I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> is it all paved? No. It's not. I believe it's, it's all not. paved. Okay. They've got plenty of soil oh, there, I'll too. Okay. Yeah. So, Par- yeah, because Paris is is in France, right? Yes, it Am is. I, okay. Yeah. okay. I just wanted to make sure that. I see Paris. I see France. I've had some underpants in Paris I see Paris Matthew's underpants. No, you don't. I'm not wearing it. So 1664 is um, is important because obviously it's the name of the beer, but it's also uh, when the first uh, first time that the beer was brewed. So it's kind of ironic. Sometimes that means something. Sometimes it doesn't. This time it, it actually does. So hmm. it was uh, actually uh, I think the brewer's name was Geronimus. His cousin's name was Geronimo, which is kind of yeah. fun. Weirdly, his middle name was Rex. I think it was Hat, H-A-T-T. It's probably pronounced Hot. Hot. Well, because it's French. I don't know how they... Remember the only three words I know in French, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's all I got. That's that's what I I do. That's his only three jokes, too, folks. (laughs) That's all I got for jokes, too. (laughs) That's all the comedy I got for tonight. That's all the time we have, everyone. But no, uh, I didn't know when I was doing a little reading about this that there was actually some type of a master brewing certificate that you could get three million years ago in mm-hmm. 1649 and then 15 years later he blew this first beer huh. so i wonder what took him so long 
I don't know. Uh, working out his craft. Carousing. Was trying other seeing the world traveling around trying other breweries he's on a gap year he wanted to see if he was going to add oatmeal yeah. you know cookies to his beer and yeah and yeah. all the things that they were adding back then well what uh, with france the being nibs. the center of cookie yeah. grade oatmeal exactly. in the developed world yeah. I, I can see that so dom perignon gave that idea uh legs when he was going to put that in champagne too right no no i'm being told that's not true okay um, being said no and then what's the hops in this bad boy? Because uh, I'm going to uh, try and of, pronounce this. Yeah, I know, right? Streiselspalt. Streiselspalt. Streiselspalt yeah. hops. Mm-hmm. Unique to the Alsace, which is actually northern France. Yes, right? somewhere. North, north and east. North it's and just, east, yeah. It's just to the east of, um, help me, um, uh, oh. Chablis and, and that area. Oh, the, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, it's actually owned by, is it owned by Heineken? Uh, Carlsberg. Carlsberg, yeah. Carlsberg. And what I also love about this beer is it's no nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's water, it's malt, mm-hmm. it's hops, and it's yeast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't hide in that, right? No. You're, uh, you're not putting uh, all of the crazy things that we put into our beer in the United States in this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that it reminds me of a German beer, a German Pilsner, just a, like you said, a crushable beer. Yeah, sometimes you just want a beer you just want to drink a beer yep you want something simple you don't want to think about it no no i don't need to know if you know these are you know godiva chocolate melted in there or you know oreo cookies or uh not that that doesn't still sound delicious but i tell you just you know sitting out and, and crushing one of these is really nice although i did have someone spit one time in a bar when someone ordered one of these uh a couple of English guys are like, you don't like that. No, no, I don't like that. I was in Normandy. Don't like German beers? No, they didn't. I mean, uh, yeah, they didn't like the Cronenberg. They were like, what do you think of it? And the guy just went and just spit on the floor. And um, and that may have been the bartender. So I don't remember. That was a long time ago. We used to sell it in the the shop, and then they changed the format of the keg and couldn't get in our little kegerator anymore. We used to have the taller slim quarters oh no they got the little squatty guys squatty guys and we can't 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 sell them in here anymore but when we had it we sold a lot of them because it's kind of a a camp it's kind of a um, intro into beer uh beer really Mm -hmm. you know it's that one of those ones where i don't know what i want to drink i normally drink bud or bud light Mm -hmm. what do you have Mm -hmm. we sell a lot of them next door when we can get it at the the restaurant so looks like an obelisk Kind of well, it's got, it's got, it's like got, like a garden, etching, like a fire hose. 1664 like etching on the bottle. Yeah. Just kind of a cool format. It's that English style or whatever you want to call it, European style, where it's 11.2 ounces. They always have to be, why, what, what they do with the 0.8 ounces? What, what's up with that? Why, why 11.2 and not 12? I'm going to go out on a limb here okay. and say that it was translated into ounces. They didn't start there. It's a third of a liter. That would be my guess. So they probably optimized the, you know, the volume of it, and for uh, uh, kind of like we do with the twelve ounce bottle, for uh, to make the most money off what would be considered a single serving. But truly, <laughs> is one beer a single serving? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really I do not. I do not no. think that is even true. So this uh, brewery actually started in um, Strasbourg, I believe, and then I think I was telling you earlier that for about. It was there for, for, this is what always blows my mind about Europe compared to the United States, is after 200 years of flooding, 
Mm -hmm. They decided to move it to to Cronenberg, which is it was spelled a little bit differently back then too. It was spelled with a C and a Z. I don't know how that works, but sure. I don't even know if it, maybe the Z is silent or something. I, I'm not sure. But they moved it to the village of Cronenberg with a C R O N C R O N E N and then Borg. And Cronenberg was the name of. So they they it was consistent because of the consistent flooding problem in the uh, past location. But no, it's um, go to it's a go to beer for us. It's a go to beer for me at home, and affordable. Yeah. Matter of fact, I I think it was kind of funny today that uh, you and I both got into the shop, and we were in a in a Zoom meeting, and I looked over at you and I said, you know, I think I'm going to run to the grocery store grab a six pack of that for tonight he goes it's already in the refrigerator it's like you get me yeah. you 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 get me and you i know? said brian i'm sorry all they had were five packs though and this <laughs> meeting's great <laughs> <laughs> when i when i was bringing it inside one of the bottles broke yeah it, yeah. it happens sometimes well it's it's when it's 10 o'clock it's noon somewhere right i feel like science does bear that out yeah when it's 10 30 it's probably still noon somewhere too some places that have uh, their time zones only shift to half an hour. Really? Yeah. I think some <laughs> some places don't even have a change in time. Uh, uh, doesn't Arizona not do a daylight oh, savings daylight or something savings, like that? Yeah. I wish we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I wish we wouldn't do daylight savings. Wasn't that like a farmer thing back um, in the day where somewhat, they, they, yeah. to give ben more daylight or so they it, could, yeah. yeah. And for kids to go to school, uh, well, maybe. Yeah. I just, to I get, just get so depressed in the wintertime when it's 5 o'clock and it's pitch dark out air raids are you making stuff up okay. i mean air raid like you know like sororities and fraternities when they yell air raid and everyone drops on the ground that yeah. is that what you that's close yeah, same thing air raid. in an animal house when they're when they're doing shout and dancing around air raid yeah that's okay yeah that's spelled different differently yeah differently yeah Different, different, different. All right, okay. so pregame over. Time to get serious about our juice. One we, of uh, it was such a cool noise. And now I will pour the wine. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know I was mic'd up. I had to run to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> loo. L O U, the Lou. <laughs> what you stop? I gotta, gotta get time for you know. Need to get my prostate checked. Now we are. Now we. Are. <laughs> so let's pause for a minute while you get your prostate checked, yeah. shall we? That maybe we could do that live Moon on the air one of River. these times. We could do a uh, <laughs> a prostate exam. No. Oh. No, we no we can't <laughs> live on no, no. live on the radio. No, no, yeah. no. That's uh. Well, yeah, I suppose we could uh, just make noises, <laughs> pretend. Yeah, that'll be they a workshop. Where just so, what would this sound like if we had a microphone there? Yeah, there'd be a lot of screaming. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move south. It's jingling, shall we? we oh, I think south. we were just <laughs> south, weren't we? <laughs> Let's, at very, at let's very move, least, we're racing to the bottom in, in, here. In ge geography terms, let's move south. Let's go down to uh, Tavol or Taval. Tavol. Tavol. T-A-V-E-L. France. Yeah. Right in, right across the river from Chateauneuf-du-Pape. 
That's just fun to say too, Chateau Neuf de Pop, the wine of the Pope. But if you have never, let me start that sentence over because if you have never ever, if you never ever, <laughs> let me let me start that sentence yes. one more time. Yeah. If gonna, you've never uh, had rosé before, this would be a great uh, way to start because Tabel uh, only makes rosé. And it's one of my favorite rosés um, of all the rosés out there. I think it's normally what Grenache and Sinsol, or yeah. no, uh, Carnian. I mean, Carnian. Yeah, right? and there's yeah, uh, there's oh boy, I forget how many grapes are. Oh boy, good podcast, Matt. Can't remember the number of grapes that are permitted in thirteen, 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 right. 13 grapes in yeah. the Chateau Neuf. Yep, and all they make in this region of the world is um, rosé. Yes. And it's also ironic that this was one of uh, Mr. Hemingway's favorite wines as well. Oh yeah, because we'll uh, we'll be yeah, our, we're going to end with one of, uh, of one of Hemingway's of favorite, yeah, yeah. One of his favorite favorite yeah. cocktails. His friends called it Ernie. Did they really? Yeah. I, I I can't imagine Ernest they wouldn't have. Yeah. This was uh, one of the favorite uh, wines of uh, Louis the Fourteenth, and I think we did a little uh, research on him. He was. Uh, wasn't he the one that had seven, years? Yeah, 72. Oh, 72 he, he years became on the king when he was four. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many really big decisions you can make when you're four. Mm -hmm. I could go somewhere with our... I got a crown at Burger King when I was four once. Yeah. You still have it? Uh, no. <laughs> it would have been cool if you would have been wearing a yeah. crown right now. Yeah, it would have been. But I've been told that it puts people off by... Wear crowns too often. So this wine, uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's do a little bit of a uh, little guiding the, the, the kiddos through mm -hmm. how rosé is really made and the rosé and the color. And, and this one just got this wonderful mm -hmm. ruby. It almost oh, it, yeah. it almost shines. Um, and and it kind of I, glistens. It's it, it, like it's a, almost a shim yeah, shimmer. Shim almost cherry in a glass. Yeah. But how is rosé made? Uh, Rosé is, well, first off, this is the Chantepierre, uh, the Domaine Chantepierre Davo Rosé. This is, this specific one is 50% Syrah and 20% Cinso, and then 15% Claret, and then the rest, a uh, hodgepodge of three or four other grapes. Some does that say Bourbalanc? Yep. Move mm -hmm. and some Carnian. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, Rosé, there are several different ways you can make it. Uh, you can do exactly what happens uh, when you're drunk with your friends and drinking different wines and someone pours red wine into your white wine before you've finished with it. Uh, that is a blending method. There's also the uh, bleeding method where you leave, you bleed off just a little bit of juice after the crush. So some Sagne. Sagne. Uh, they're making a, uh, they're making a red wine, but they bleed off a little bit of the juice right away. And you don't see that too often. You do it with tab. Uh, I know in Napa, uh, some of the people that make a Cabernet Sauvignon Rosé will do that uh, because Cab is so strong and thick and tannic and deep color that uh, it's not going to necessarily adversely affect the uh, uh, the rosé itself, but it will give it a meatier flavor. And then there's the, uh, 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 where they just set out like they do in Tavel to create a rosé, where they leave it on the skins briefly to get the color. So it macerates, so if you're you've ever been in the shower too long or swimming and your fingers all get pruny, your hands macerating when that, your skin's macerating. I've macerated and, in the shower before. Yeah, I believe you. 
Yeah. I, I definitely believe you. Yeah. And uh, I lost my train of thought here. So <laughs> cheers. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, glad I'm sitting on You're the other side of the table right now. Maceration of the yeah. wine and, and the skin on the on the grapes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I, skin. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I digress like I normally do. So it breaks it down and inner, color inner comes child. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of outer child with you too. <laughs> well, don't judge. Don't judge. Someone's got to. Professional judger right here. Right. <laughs> Judging since well, since the seventies. Um, yeah. I was judging before I was born. Anywho, uh, so you bleed it off, or you uh, press off the juice, uh, or free run it off, and you have this either pale. Uh, wine with just a hint of color, you get this deep ruby that you get out of Tavel. And Tavel is truly a red wine drinker's rosé. Drink it a little bit warm, close your eyes, and you're going to think it's a, a, a red wine. Yeah. Just straight up. And if you are taking this to a family meal, you're going to Easter or or Easter. even a funeral. I mean, you know, those uh, upper Midwestern funeral casseroles, or we call them Lutheran casseroles. You know, <laughs> yeah. You'd yep. show up with you know the big nine by eleven pans of green beans, and then you'd have the you know the sweet potatoes with the little marshmallows on the top that were just a little golden brown if you made it right, some brown sugar on it. And we're gonna need to get some of that right now. Uh, should we call hungry? Should we call somebody? <laughs> you know, some ham, some turkey, uh, roast beef would be would be solid with this. Um, that would hold up to even maybe some. Uh, some gamier meats too, more so than a white wine will. Uh, yeah, goose. If you do, if you do oh, goose, you yeah. do pheasant. Um, Pates. As you know, it's my favorite wine around Thanksgiving. I drink uh, Tavel every single year around Thanksgiving. Uh, Trinca Videl is the one that I really, really enjoy, yeah. but this this one is quite lovely as well. So here's a fun fact, Matt. Did you know that uh, we talked about a little bit of blending white and red grapes mm -hmm. together to make rosé? Mm -hmm. In France, you can't legally do that. Because the French are all about <laughs> rules and, and their wine, and you got to be very strict a, about it. Oh, I forget the champagne house that does that for their champagne rosé. Yeah, but you, um, legally you're not. It's um, the, that yeah. back up. That's the exception. Champagne. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's See, right. Look at you. What? What, man? What? <laughs> yeah, but the exception is rosé. Kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, interesting. I don't know that I'd really want to drink a whole lot of. I like the. The quality that you get when you're just when you're you've got a red skin yeah. red skinned grape mm -hmm. and make it into rosé. Yeah, this thing's got a bit of kind of herbal, you know, thing going on in it. Some rosemary, maybe a little bit of thyme. Uh, yeah, definitely taste the tannins. I mean, it doesn't grip your teeth back like some cabs will, or like our uh, uh, next wine will. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a hallmark of southern French wines in general. You get some hint of herbalness along with the big fruit. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is relaxing. And uh, the fact yeah. that it's just right across the river from, uh, one of the better wine producing regions mm -hmm. in the world, Chateauneuf, mm -hmm. uh, that certainly has a little bit of, uh, of a, a little medal of, uh, mm -hmm. honor with it as well. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, uh, the color, it's so cool too. It's, it's kind of, I mean, I'd say it's ruby, but. If a ruby was like the size of your fist, and you could kind of <laughs> see a little bit through it. I mean, it's not a dense color, yeah. but uh, but for all intents and purposes, this is a red stone. Yeah, is kind of what it looks like. 
I mean, if you if you told uh, pour that and you told somebody it was like a Beaujolais mm-hmm. or a Gamay, mm-hmm. obviously the grape, mm-hmm. uh, or Beaujolais Nouveau, which is coming out here what about six weeks? Yeah, what's that the third week in in uh, something like in, that uh, November that it comes yeah. out. But if you poured this and didn't tell someone it was a rosé, you said it was just a light Pinot Noir. Oh yeah, they probably it's believe it. It's got a hell of a lot yeah. of color to it yeah. for a rosé. Which I, what do you guys think? I think it's terrific. You know, there've been uh, uh, vineyards in this area since the Romans, back in the fifth century or fifth century BC, I think. Well, you had yeah, uh, yeah. we were talking about Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah. He was in what sixteen forty three. So so yeah, there's to think about that. There's a history here with yep. with grown grapes. Uh, I love this area. Just, I can see why people fight over it and why people, uh, you know, choose to retire to this area. Although I didn't, I think it was Peter Maley, maybe there was an author that wrote about this area of France, uh, like Marseille, is right on the coast. That Marseille was a sunny place for shady people. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, going a little bit north of there, uh, around Nice uh, and north of Nice. That's is it when Nice you get or is it Nice? I think it's Nice. I think we'll, the, we'll need would to go the to the judges. French make fun of me if, if I called it Nice. Yes. More than they normally do. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to call it Nice. Then. Nice France. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice France. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Pet him. Yeah. They lo- I will love him and pet him and yeah. squeeze him. Everybody you better in the world be nice likes to me, it. George. Or I will pet your fur the wrong way. They they love they love to be petted. Everyone. Everyone good, does. Good cartoon. Though, yes. yes. Which was. <laughs> oh, sorry. Of mice uh, and men, they made a cartoon out of you, that. You thought that I that thought was it was just a movie. <laughs> the two dogs, yeah. you know. You oh know yeah, yeah. Red and Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. Chicken wings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> once again, we go off yeah. on yeah. a tangent. I, I once saw a shift change for uh, someone uh, begging with a baby in in Nice. It was outside the train station. I was eating a sandwich. You saw what? A shift change. Okay. So like people sitting out, you know, just with their head down, not bothering anybody. You know, a little, uh, I don't know, it was a hat or, or something, a little box, throw a change in, and someone was holding the baby and just kind of leaning down, not looking up. And I sat there for a while and was eating a sandwich and uh, uh, du fromage, my cheese sandwich, and it all broke. And, and I looked uh, I looked up and I saw someone walk over, and that girl stands up. Oh, I see where the, you're going with this. Hands the baby oh, to goodness. someone else. Was it a live child? Yes, yes, <laughs> it was. It was arms moving and everything. If not, Shit they got a lot change. more money for That's animatronics. Pretty good. Yeah, That's it was pretty. Good. It was awesome. Pretty good and bad at the same time. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a family business, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, also t- got to, to hold the baby. Uh, had someone arrested right behind me and got tackled. I was walking down the street. But this is a much larger story. I'll tell some other time. Uh, meet people in a hostel as I want to do and uh, uh, that's girl Danielle and we went to some museums and uh, went out to eat one night to the story of Otavio some other night but uh, we're walking back to the hostel and you know when you're traveling you just you develop like just this different feeling for things that are going on around you right it's if there's any hyper, doubt hyper there, aware yeah if there's any doubt there is no doubt and we're walking along and I see this car go by on the other side of the road and you know it's a boulevard you know kind of main road that we're going on and i i see these two guys looking out and kind of staring and we're walking along and and i kind of glanced over my shoulder and i saw it slow down and start to you know round and like it's going to do a u-turn and i turned to danielle and i said whatever happens just take off running 
She goes, what? And I said, just keep walking. And we're going. And all of a sudden, I hear, I hear, and it didn't pull the U-turn at the intersection. It jumped the median, you know, where the trolley goes through, and came flying up onto the, the sidewalk. And I turned around. And I was like, go, go, go. And I looked back over the shoulder, and I saw four cops jump out of this little car and tackle this dude that we had just walked past. And I don't know what this guy did or why they needed four people to to drive a car up onto a, a road, but it just goes to show you, you have no idea what's going on, but if something feels off, it's probably, it probably off. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I just kept moving because I didn't want to be a witness for nothing. Unmarked car. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, those dudes were not unmarked, but uh, I don't know how four of them fit into that little tiny like car. car. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I saw another one of those in Paris one time. You know, maybe they were following me. I don't know, but saw someone jump out and chase someone. Conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but we made it back safely. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it's good to be too. with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got through that uh that little uh rose pretty quickly. What a what well, a, you did. How surprised <laughs> Yeah, well you were doing <laughs> you were doing all the talking. It is amazing to me how much quicker you can drink wine when you use a straw though. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just oh yeah, it just goes. Yeah, I find vodkas the same or a sippy too. cup. Yeah, uh, sippy cups are they slow you down so you don't hiccup. I think. Yeah, is that the science behind it? Yeah, or just I think so. so that it doesn't spill. Yeah, well, I think it's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was back in that day when the sippy cups did spill because they didn't have the little sealy guy on. It just yeah, like, it doesn't make a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I still use sippy cups from time to time. Yeah, that that I know, but you don't want no. to spill. Well, right, right, especially when you're taking a shower, right, right. I mean, some days, uh, and we'll we'll get to those days, but some days are just a beer in the shower day. Now you you get home and it's just yeah. I, I don't I, have anywhere to put a beer though. I don't. I just have to ooh, hold it while I shower. We'll have to look and see if uh, there are any products out there like beer shower. Oh, I'll guarantee yeah. you there are. Yeah, there's beer radio. Maybe we can get shower radios. So there's got to be a beer. Maybe we can get some sponsorship. I mean, yeah. we've got our first sponsor tonight. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to having our sponsor join us tonight yeah. and, and talk a little bit about their product. Yeah, if there's anybody out there that's uh, looking to advertise on an up and coming podcast, well, let's not even call it a podcast, a social movement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, social movement. <laughs> I, I think it'd be great. Yeah, I so. think you're. I think you're. I think you're on. So side. speaking of, uh, we've got a uh, little bit of this rosé left and uh, Senior Glitch and the Glitch Gal and Brian and I, I think you're going to finish it off real quick while we uh, cut away for a moment uh, to pay some bills from our first sponsor, Captain Jack's Sub Emporium. So uh, yeah, we'll see you on, on the other we'll side of the about, uh, what, 60 seconds or so? Something like that. All right. So. Be the envy of friends, neighbors, and strangers with your own submarine. Once available only to the military, ocean researchers, and drug smugglers, underwater craft offer the pinnacle of clandestine aquatic conveyance. Looking for a lazy ride under the surface of your local lake? Do you want first strike capability during duck hunting season? Need to sneak across the mighty Mississippi to visit your mistress? Even if you just want to scare the crap out of some kayakers, you owe it to yourself to stop into Captain Jack's Sub Emporium, the Upper Midwest's premier dealer of personal submersibles. Going down has never been so much fun. Trade-ins welcome, no background check required.
Okay, we're back. Let's see here. Hopefully uh, you guys will uh, be kind and uh, at least check out our sponsor because you know what? Small businesses, times are tough for everyone. So if you could uh, just give uh, Captain Jack's uh, a look-see, that would be, that'd be awesome for us. They've been kind enough to basically foot the bill you know, for this entire episode. Uh, what do we got here? So, All right, we're moving on to uh, a little gigondas, which is, um, by the way, before we move on from that, a little back to the rosé real quick. Uh, Tavala is an AOC, and it's I think it's one of the only rosé AOCs um, only one in, in France. In France. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now it's called AOP, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this one is an AOC. Think of it as a bullseye. So... You could just have wine that says France. That's the outside of the bullseye. And then as you work your way in on the concentric circles, you're getting closer and closer to a very specific region. So uh, so Davo is going to be the center of the bullseye, which the only thing closer to the middle is going to be single vineyards. Uh, but that being said, I mean, to have an entire region in one of the more famous areas of wine production in the entire world dedicated solely to rosé is quite wonderful. And then uh, you put that next to our next wine, which is, boy, I just I was going to say next door. That would have been three uses of the word next. Uh, I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, I, I feel as though uh, uh, you should talk next. <laughs> but, man, I don't want to talk. I don't no, like okay. talking about this is another wine from our uh, friends at Best Case uh, Imports. Shout out to Best Case. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Robert and Drew and Kelsey and uh, and all the folks over there. Uh, we've got uh, the Pierre Amandou, or Amandou uh, Gigondas. Gigondas is the region. And this is a phenomenal food wine. Uh, actually, the, the label's cool, too. I know you folks can't see that, but that's the primary reason that I bought this. Well, we also tried uh, their little Cotaron. Mm -hmm. Is that from them mm -hmm. as well? It is. And then we also tried the, wasn't the Cornas, it was the uh, Baccaras. Baccaras. Yeah. So mm -hmm. those are all AOCs, little, little basically uh, regions within southern mm -hmm. France. Or AOP, too. Yeah. It's so confusing. You look things up and, you know, after the EU took over. Anyway. Anywho, that's a rabbit hole. Um, so there's four quality levels of wines from the Rhone. Do you know them, Matt? Would you like to talk about them? Uh, there are uh, basically kind of like a, a Vendupe. Well, it kind of goes back uh, to your... Cote de Rhone in general. Yep. And then there are... Back to your little bullet there. Yeah, your uh, bullseye. bullseye. Yep. And then you work into uh, the specific a to an AOC, and then you have village designations as well, and then you have the crews, and there are 17 of them. I, yeah, we're gonna go with I, that. I think. Yeah. I think. Here, let me let me let me yeah. let me look that up. We're gonna go with eight in the north, and nine in the south. So there's seventeen. Look total. at this guy. Yeah, I am just on fire but, tonight. But I went a little further, and I think there's the north and south. Five. Yeah. Of course, I cheated and was looking yeah. at the computer. Yeah, that was completely made up off the top of my head. I know it was. How I many know. in Burgundy? Uh, two hundred and twenty-three. And then there's like thirty-two Premier, Premier and uh, thirty-three. Three grand? Yeah. 32 like grand? I digress. 31 grand? We'll just cut it, and one of those numbers is probably correct. And we'll just put that in in post. So the two wines so. we're trying tonight, the Gigondas and the Taval, um, or the Taval, uh, again, tomato, tomato. 
Let's call the whole thing off. It's not. Okay. Well, that's potato potato. Yeah. So I screwed that mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. But we're uh, doing Southern Roan. Mm -hmm. uh, Northern Roan is primarily known for coat rotis, Hermitage, which will be primarily Syrahs, and then Viagner, as I like to call it. Yeah. Or as they say in Australia, Viagna. Viagna. <laughs> Govna? No, no, they don't no, say Govna. They don't say that. Sorry. So. But Viognier, uh, <laughs> Condru, mm -hmm. uh, in the northern, and then all of those different blended guys that we're doing mm -hmm. in southern. Do we know what this little Gigandas, what the blend we is? Do, we do indeed. It's 80% Grenache and 20% Syrah. So if a... you've never had, sorry, did I cut you off there? I thought I uh, no, I was just going to ramble about the, uh, the solution to the. The Middle East peace accords, but oh, you know what you you're saying. I'm sure is more important. More important to that. You yeah. had you had the answer, didn't you? <laughs> what? I apologize. It's gone. It's gone now. Yeah. It, it yeah. left me as so, quickly as it came. It left. Yeah. yeah. No, and now I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I know what I was going to say now. Let me come back. Come back to me. Come back to me, Matt. Um, if you've not had these wines, Jigandas, Pornas, um, um, help me, Matt. Uh, Bacaras, and some of the village designation mm -hmm. stuff. Vento, as we like to say, mm -hmm. uh, because you will. I think this wine is twenty-eight bucks ish. Mm -hmm. He said with confidence. Someone there for you guys. Twenty-eight dollars tonight only. Yep. If you're here. But no, the uh, we like to talk about food wines quite a bit on this uh, podcast um, because obviously you can just you can slam down a, a cab or whatever and not have any food with it. But this wine will go well with stinky cheeses. It goes well with, with lamb. I'd put this bad boy with lamb any day. Mm -hmm. uh, just great. Um, drink, drink it a little chilled. I don't know if we chilled that down and all, but drink no, it I just down. held it close to my heart. Yeah. Once well, you go dead inside, it makes things so much easier in life. I like to keep it in my pants before I serve. Yeah, then it's not cold. Well, that, then it warms it up a little bit. Yes. So it just does the opposite of yeah. what we want it to do. Mm -hmm. For now. For, for yeah. now. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the stinky cheese thing, too. So just don't leave that. Don't put wine in your pants. Lesson um, here for the kids yes. is don't put yeah. wine in your pants. Yeah. We need to make a children's book that says that. <laughs> don't yeah. put wine in your pants, Billy. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I think we've got this. He's got to have a friend, too. I guess. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Yeah. I always like Mikey. Mikey's a good Mikey? One. Okay. Mikey yeah, we can go with that. Mikey. Yeah. Uh, but, but what is Mikey like? Wow, was it? Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, there, there you go. Yeah, there you go. He certainly no. doesn't like cereal. Yeah, but does he like? Yeah, but he has the cheese that he's got like real for, and he's Mikey yeah. likes the cheese. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, yeah. nice and duck. <laughs> I mean, while we're doing foie it, we'll, gras. yeah, yeah, we'll have a foie but gras, the, but they have a friend out. that's a duck that likes foie gras as well. No, it's let's have him not like it. No, no, that's a he, he does like it. That, that's an M Night Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong uh, a twist there. Yeah, that the duck is making the duck. So, I like it. Yeah, we're there. Okay, so let's come back. No, <laughs> no, no I'm, we not, don't. I'm not going to. No, no, we'll no. not. Listen. I mean, this this isn't gold, but it, it may be bronze. Unfortunately, people can't see you throwing a little tantrum right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I want to talk about wine. <laughs> I'm done talking about wine. <laughs> I mean, Damn it, man! I'm any... not done talking about wine. Let's talk about this wine a little. I haven't had any sugar done. It's purpley. It's purpley. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Well, Fairly deep color, but it's not uh, 
It's not dense, not in the way that a petite Syrah. It's, uh, it's younger, so the rim variation is not going to be the rim. What is the rim variation? Why did I just say that? Rim variation is if you tip your glass and, well, not towards your mouth. You tip yep. it away over like a white, white piece of paper, and you can see just that kind of halfway clear uh, ring that goes around the edge of it, that little uh, membrane. Uh, you can also see the way that the, insane in the membrane. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go go ahead. Pull the e-brake on this. <laughs> yeah, I just sorry. I, I always right do. There. I apologize. I, I can't help myself. It I gets just, in my head, and these little words come in there, and I say, "You shouldn't say. It. You shouldn't say. It. You shouldn't say it." Yeah. And like seconds later, I say it, and I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> Lord, I apologize. <laughs> I just I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't help myself. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, the rim variation. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. You're going to scold me yeah. after this. I know it's not going to be yeah. pretty, but I'm willing so, to go with it. Yeah, I'm trying to do my job with the rim right here. So <laughs> I just need you. You're trying to, to do your rim job. I need you to focus. Yeah. And, okay. And pay attention to what I'm doing here. <laughs> okay. Oh my. I, listen, I I want to make a promise to you. Within the next thirty to forty seconds, seconds. I am not going to say anything else well i can't commit past 40 seconds i'm not even sure you can commit <laughs> i'm going to watch yeah. you go back to the whole yeah. but i'm going to i'm going to say some smart things here about <laughs> are <rim> you now <laughs> in my head episode I four <laughs> <laughs> not in this episode that, oh, okay. that, that was done yeah. but in the next episode i'm coming with with poindexter yeah all the um with a pencil and, yeah. and uh, I'm button up. I'm gonna have a, a, a bow tie on. It's you're not gonna like me, serious Brian. It, nobody does. That was like 40 seconds where you just talked. <laughs> 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 so rim variation. So that uh, a little kind of thin strip there, as uh, the color gets deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart of the glass. Uh, the faster that that gets dark, the denser the wine color is going to be, which is you know fairly obvious on that. But when you look at that, you can also see if there's kind of a burnt orange, maybe a, a little little tinge of rust on it. That would tell you that it's an older wine. It's basically deductive reasoning. It's not a magic trick when uh, sommeliers can pick out how old or what something is. They're just figuring it out based upon what something is not by its appearance and taste. and Kind of like asymmetric warfare, you're just cutting out certain places and then you know closer and closer to what it is. You're almost there. That's okay. Keep going. I'm proud of you. And now. Oh, <laughs> I, what I do there is I held my breath for 40 seconds yeah. and I don't know if I could go. I had my watch going. I don't I, think I could go I much further. You had, <laughs> <laughs> like you had that grimace there. on your face. Like, <laughs> Remember him, Grimace? Yeah. When he like Burger King? Yeah. Was it Burger King? No, it was McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit more on the rim variation to carry on from what you were saying is obviously the older the wine, the bigger that rim variation is going to get. So you, you'll almost see it as a halo around the outside of the wine and that is like you said it, it, I, i'm looking at you and i know something is gonna get really stupid no i'm not gonna, really I'm not gonna say this You're, right. yes you are no i'm not okay no. i'll bear i you will want, but, yeah. oh boy i do <laughs> yeah, i, I ever so do like. but <laughs> so you know there's some information uh some good information coming in here tonight for the same respect Oh, man, that's just been a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Oh, holy smokes. 
Ha! Yeah, hold on. Well, let me cast out a line and see if we can reel this back. <laughs> reel this back yeah. in a little bit. Not sure if we can. Yeah. Mime doesn't come across on radio, but uh, you know, I'm an amateur uh, a mime specialist. So. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I don't know what just happened there, but uh, if, if you're still on the radio, uh, that was some good radio, yeah. I think. Well, yeah, and even if it's not, maybe you just woke up to us talking about, you know, Rim variation. <laughs> rim variation. That, you know, this is you, not the show I turned into. Yeah, this into. was when I fell asleep. This was I not heard the podcast that was running. Yeah. Rim variation. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, there's always these little cartouches. So uh, raised glass um, sigils, insignia, all sorts of stuff on here. Yeah. And that is the, uh, the Chateau Neuf de Pop was uh, the the. Um, the what Pope's keys or the or the right. Pope hat. Right. Yeah. It, it has to be either or. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Gigondas, what looks like so, uh, possibly a horn o' plenty uh, hanging from a parapet of a tower. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Oh, and there's some laurel leaves underneath it. And this would be really, really trippy if I was eating a Colorado brownie right now. Well, maybe some... Uh, yeah, maybe some. Ooh, yeah. Now I'm starting to get trippy. There's there's something flying in that. It could be Brian. Actually. We're going to get trippy here in a little bit. We'll move on to the uh, absinthe. Oh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Can we put absinthe in anything, Brian? <laughs> you can. A little wormwood and everything. Yeah, it's crunchy. Did you know um, absinthe was illegal for like. 60, 70 years. Isn't like, that what uh, Picasso drank a lot of? 19, and, well, we know Hemingway did. Yeah. 1915, I'm going to pull this right out of my arse. 1915 to like 1990, I think. Yeah, because just after that, I had my first absence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. So, again, to... Um, Dark fruits. Yeah, it's, it's a great bottle of wine. See, yeah. now this one pulls your teeth back a little bit more. Like you're at the uh, dentist's office and... You know, you're getting your, your teeth clean and check up, and they spray the yeah, air the on air your gums, and it just sucks them back. Yeah. That's kind of what tannins do to you. Nothing on that? Okay. It's like sucking so, on leather. Yeah. Biting in leather. Yeah. Not that I do a lot of that. But yeah, well, shoes are have, tasty. Yeah. So, if you ever remember, like, when, you're, if when I get play, stressed. anyone play ball, and you had your glove, and you had to tighten it. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and pull and on the... and pull on the thing yeah. with your... Your ball glove? Yeah. Ball glove. Keep yeah. going. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. No, no. But yeah, you're right. It does kind of have that rawhide. Yep. Thing. Rawhide. Yeah. Hey, can you get a whip little thing going in there? That'd be awesome. That'd be. I can, that's close enough. Yeah, I like that. We don't have to pay for that. Nope. So. Another great one. Uh, another uh, crew would be, and they get a little spindy. Would be Cote Roti. Uh, Gigal makes some amazing wines. That, yeah, we'll uh, do we, that someday. Yeah, we should. We'll get we'll get Anthony on and see oh, if he'll uh, man. pop us a yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, Let's do that. Let's do of, that. Uh, I like uh, that idea a lot. Of La Moulin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think um, I think maybe we go to our our cocktail of the evening. Mm -hmm. um, how in the world we were sitting around throwing different ideas last night or the night before, and all of a sudden, I don't know why it came out of your mouth, but you said absinthe. Yeah. And I perked up because I happen to have yeah. absinthe at home, which happens to be with us now. Yeah. And then I have another little cocktail that's made out of fir, uh, the the, uh, the pine tree fir. Oh, okay. Don't, no, no. Nope. 
Don't do that either. No, no. Don't, don't do that. Well, but we're going to try that little guy too that we had when we were in uh, France a couple of years ago. But how did how did absinthe come up and wanted you? Did you, just, did you just want to get trippy tonight? Did well, you? I, well, I mean, like you said, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Have it here now. When we drink absinthe, it'll be all those things combined. Time will be you know, a complete fallacy. Then. It's going to be something. It's going to be yeah. a it's going to be a wild ride. No, I was uh, while we were thinking about while we were thinking about what to do, I thought. Uh, well, let's just see about some French cocktails, maybe some things that were originated, you know, maybe in Harry's Bar or something, you know, American Bar in, in yep. Paris or something like that. And I, I was doing some Googling and, and straight up, I, I saw this thing called Death in the Afternoon. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. Let's check it out. And then it said Hemingway and Absinthe and, and we were home. Like it was just, it was meant to be on it. I'm just a little disappointed we didn't get Ernest Hemingway on tonight. That uh, makes me a little well, I think uh, I think we could work on that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. See, Dad. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About eighty years now, maybe. Has it been uh, that long? I think so. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. He lived in Key West. Time flies when you're dead. It does. Time flies when you're no yeah. longer living. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gandhi said that. Yeah. That was, that was a Gandhi-esque type of yeah. thing to say. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Well, more importantly, Brian. Yes. Well, your reincarnation. I, I would believe that right. totally. Let's get after this. Oh, Brian's gonna hand oh. me hand me the I will the the virtual, pop the bubbly. No, will you pop the bubbly? I want. Um, oh, we should tell him what what, what a death in the afternoon is. Well, death in the afternoon is any day with Brian and Matt, uh, uh, or, or 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 without or a day, or, or, or a day in the life of Brian and oh, you've Matt. Got to sell death this in the here. afternoon. Yeah. So death in the afternoon. There. Thank you. We've got a lot of stuff on the table here right now. Death in the Afternoon is a cocktail that um, Ernest Hemingway really liked champagne, and he also really liked absinthe. He liked a lot of things. He liked a lot of things. And he thought to himself, self? Who wants to fight? <laughs> you talking to me? He said, uh, what if we combine these two bad boys? And uh, he invented this. According to him, he invented uh, this death in the afternoon, which is a risky pairing of absinthe and champagne. And I'm going to read this because you can't make this shit up. His exact instructions suggested, suggested adding champagne to a jigger of absinthe until it attained the proper opalescence, not opulescence, opalescence because opalescence, yeah. the color opal, because it's got this kind of funky color to it. Milking, uh, opalescence milkiness, then proceeding to drink three to five of the cocktails in one sitting. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to drink three to five of these apiece, and then we're going to see what happens to us. Because, you know, it's made with wormwood, uh, but we're not going to have that yet. We're going to have a little pre-cocktail yeah. that I got when I was at this. So we... They don't we really do the France. wormwood anymore. We were in France um, in 2000. In what? <laughs> they don't really do the wormwood anymore, at least as far as our listeners and are concerned. The authorities know. know. So. We were in. Uh, I gotta pull this up because I'm gonna. I'm not French, and I'm gonna screw up the uh, the name here. But we were in. Um, what did I say, Matt? Mont Mont. How did I say that? Because I'm not sure. I remember. Mont Pee Wee Herman. Mont Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. We were in. Uh, <laughs> Mont Mont Montar Mont Montar Montar Yes, that that. Right. I just my my Spanish is terrible. 
It, was, it wasn't Montpellier. It was like Montpellier. Montpellier. Pontarlier. Wow. That's, we might want to edit yeah. that whole thing out and just start all over. Hooray. We are in Pontarlier, which is about an hour and a half north of Geneva and an hour and a half uh, east of uh, Dijon. So Geneva, just, Iowa, right? Geneva, Iowa. Yep. Okay. And it is right on the Switzerland and France border. And we stopped in this little um, distillery. It's, a, it's the last family-owned distillery in, um, in this town, uh, Armand G., is it is it G A Y? Would it be G? G A Y? Yeah, guy as in guy. Guy. Is it G? I, I, is that I honestly say? don't. Well, know. We don't want to say guy. I don't think we're gonna say it because oh oh G U Y. Yeah. Oh G U Y. Yeah, so what did I say? G. You said G A Y. Oh, sorry. G A Y. Is it gay? That's not gay. No. Is it G G U Y? Yeah. Is it gay? Yeah. So Armand Guy started this company in 1890, and. It is a, it's an 1890, (laughs) and he wanted to come up with a cocktail or a drink that was uh, specific to the terroir, as we would say, in the wine world, and there are a bunch of fir uh, trees, not spruce, fir trees in this area, so he's making, it just goes to show you, you can make it cocktail out of just about anything. Oh, this, so, this sounds like a lot of farmers in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, you're making booze? Yeah, I just walked outside corn, and grabbed some stuff. Corn, corn whiskey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got, you know. So this is uh, take some bark the, off a the tree. little buds you'll see yeah. on a on a young yeah. fir tree. He uses those to ferment. And uh, it's, uh, I, wanna, I want you guys to try this little, little cocktail. It's not a cocktail. It's just a little... A little bit of it goes a long way. Is it a pair of teeth? It's an a pair of teeth. Yep. It's a it's a that's a kind of teeth. viscous. It's a little digestive. Yeah. Yep. Very viscous. Viscous. Is. A so we're gonna we're gonna try a little city. of this, and then we're gonna move on to the uh, the death in the afternoon. Seriously, but it's though, gonna hey. it's gonna smell. You know, uh, gin is made out of. Help me, Matt. Juniper. Juniper, thank you. Sometimes words are hard. And uh, this has a lot of a, to me, it has a lot of gin to the nose. Levera Sakin. So it was, it, he actually originally sold this in wooden bottles. And he would put, um, he would put black paper mache on it to make it look like a tree. You have to drink all of it, Aaron. Papier mache. But does it not smell like gin? A little bit of it goes a long way, right? But it's really good for your tummy. Yeah. It's a digestive. And then yeah, so are sit-ups, but I don't do them right <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are overrated, I think. But this is a 113-year-old. You don't have to drink it all, Aaron. I don't want you, you know. It's a 113-year-old. It'll be okay. <laughs> so it's Vert Sapin, S-A-P-I-N, and that means, uh, I think that means fur. Or or maybe it doesn't, but I wanted uh, I wanted you guys to have yeah. a, little, a little. Doesn't he coach Alabama? He does. Uh, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Matt. I don't think that's the same guy. So uh, fir tree is uh, Sapin in um, in in Colombia, but it's got a super strong. I mean, a good way. It smells like a car air freshener. It, 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 yeah. well, Actually, he doesn't want you to know this, but he actually just takes up old, takes yeah. all of them and grinds them up, yeah. and he just soaks them in water all and the, throws some yeast in all there. All the French cabbies, <laughs> just drop them off. And 
Sorry about this one. I found this one under the the, uh, the chair on, underneath it on the other side. Well, at least we know why it ferments now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the backseat of a French cab. For, no, see, I, for I could drink that all day long. So these are the types of things where I get limoncello, that type of stuff. Now, if you don't, I mean, I chilled it a little bit. You can actually, this is one of those ones that's got a high enough alcohol. So you can throw it in the freezer. I'm, I'm, truly, I was expecting it not to be good. This oh, is it's, actually it's good. not cheap. I mean, it's fairly expensive, Ooh. even in even bringing so, it back. Kind of peppermint in my, in my pants. Yeah. See how I brought that full circle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this you should put in your pants. It'd be like icy hot on you. <laughs> it's certainly. On your, your uh, cash and prices down there. <laughs> so. On the twig and berries. Yeah. <laughs> As they like to say. Brian, are you staying with us here, buddy? Okay. So I'll make sure you keep it up. Ooh. Yeah, this has got kind of a little menthol thing going on. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Um, yeah, it's like frolicking. It's one in the of those woods. things where you probably won't. I think you can probably get it in the states, but um, it's going to be fairly difficult. It's uh, yeah. Where are you going to find? Uh, it's, it's a really, it's a really mm -hmm. small distillery. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I thought it was so cool because when you'd go in there, where these this huge barriques. I don't even know if they're called when they're as, as tall as a man. Mm -hmm. Well, normally a barrique is fifty mm, gallons -ish. or something. Is that what they These call are those that? big German guys that you could like a small family. It's like could a live silo. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a small silo. Yeah. And they actually pour their liqueur while folks are in there. A, a, a gentleman will sit on a, on the stool in there, and he'll be pouring into a bottle, and that's the stuff that they will label. I just love that. I just it's so small and artisanal that or so small. Did I say small? Yeah. So small. I thought I said slow small and artisanal that it just it's fabulous it just you're you're at the source you you saw them bottle it you take it home with you it's just really really cool you like yeah, yeah. it's not bad this is grown on here here like you not really you could do this for the holidays well it smells like a pine tree yes there's like, no doubt it smells like a pine tree it's like schnapps you know, in a lot of so this is um Armand G, um, and again, it's uh, a little, uh, when we were on this trip, it was just a little distillery that we, off the beaten path, a little town, um, hundred and some odd years old, kind of cool, fourth family, fourth generation, I think. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be fun to now move to the, what you looking for, Death by Chocolate. Let's move on to our, now, the, there's a cool story with this absinthe, too. So an ounce and a half is the prescribed. <laughs> yeah, we are not doing well. Yeah. We're not going to. Well, I can count as it pours. That's how that works, right? So if you've ever had absinthe, it, it smells a lot like um, what's uh, or what's the Greek. Uh, well, hold on a second. The, uh, the, on the back of that bottle, it says absinthades. So it's from Hades? Oh, Theodies. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Was, this is actually an AOC. I was like, that's this true. is actually an AOC as well. Really? Yep. So it's the uh, this um, uh, this town has been given specific uh, designation for the, for their for their absinthe, uh, and this one actually is barrel aged, which you don't see very often. So so good. Matt's licking the glass. It's right a coupe there. glass too, it's a coupe. so it's even worse than I'm licking the <laughs> yeah, glass. Yeah, it looks awful. But you can actually get all the way in. It looks awful, but in a really good way. So we're going to do this little um, little uh, absinthe. And if you've ever had, uh, is it what, Uzo? Uzo? 
It's going to be a little bit like licorice. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like, or uh, anise. Is it anise? Am I saying that right? They, <laughs> Pretty uh, close. Yeah. Or a cousin. I, yeah. I don't know. A cousine. So couscous. A, little, a little bit of that goes a long way. Like and couscous. then we're going to put some bubbles in with this, too. Have you opened the bubbles yet? I have. So this is um, this is uh, absinthe pearl de absinthe. So this has been uh, produced. Uh, basically, it was something that he produced for uh, friends and family, and it was a uh, really cool label. And it was it's a barrel aged absinthe. That's uh, and it's blended with a 2015 absinthe and a 2016 absinthe. And again, this stuff was, now the color's really cool too. I mean, that's, you're, you're seeing that kind of that opal thing going on where you, you got the colors and so on going in there. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you what, if John Steinbeck had had these, his uh, novel, The Pearl, would have been much less excruciatingly terrible. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to give that back to you because I, I got no room <laughs> left. I got more liquor around me. I have a nickel for every time I said that. Well, you got a lot in yours. I, yeah, I feel, because I, feel like, I wanted I feel to. Like I need a little more. No, no, I need the, some more of the absinthe in my life. More absinthe? Yeah. Well, look how. Look, I mean, you got. So the other thing you'll see with it's absinthe. It's like a black is, twizzler. Uh, yes. Yeah. So the other thing uh, you'll see with this a lot of times is you'll see that little absinthe spoon. Mm -hmm. And if you if you Google uh, absinthe, you'll see like this little water jug. Yeah. And there'll be a whole bunch of little spigots yeah. around the water jug. But just don't Google black licorice spoon. D don't don't do that. <laughs> Black liquor spoon is a whole other website. It's on the black web, I think. Yeah. But if you if you look that up, you'll see it. It almost been, and you'll turn these little spigots on, oh, and you'll put a little ice cube or a little uh, uh, sugar cube mm -hmm. over this little absinthe spoon, and it'll drop. Well, it's the time. It'll drop the liquid. It'll melt basically the. Um, <laughs> Matt starting to see dead people over here. Oh. It'll drop that sugar into the into the drink. Anybody else see these are bubbles? Where did they come from? Matt, there are no flies in front of you. Stop grabbing at them. The flies are on the table. Mother, is that you? <laughs> Woo. I kind of like this. That'll wake you right up. This no. makes me wish I you had gotta, you gotta like writing. You kids have uh, to like licorice. And uh, the only thing for our for Glitch 1 and 2 that would be better is if we had a little bit of blue cheese to go along with this. The blue cheese, Matt, or, uh, what's your name again, Brian? That makes me feel better. I looked, over, I looked over at the Glitch gal, and I was like, you're, you're like sparkly. And was, she had like a little <laughs> yep, sparkly so thing in her lotion. Other, is that still from the other day? You didn't get oh, okay. it all out? Yeah. I was like, this stuff, we, we have illicit substances here. If that. Yeah. So this stuff, because of the wormwood, they would say it had kind of, um, what's the word? Hallucinogenic. Yeah. Qualities. Mind expanding. And I I think they're right. Mm -hmm. Well, the first time I had absinthe was in college, which is the way that a lot of sentences start off with. The first time this blank yeah. college, yeah. Uh, we were, oh yeah, I think we were, hmm, I think it was called Prince House it was across from one of the dorms where a, uh, a house a bunch of girls lived in it that we knew and someone came back from Spain because at that time, Spain and uh, and uh, Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic, were, were the only two places where you could buy actual absinthe with, that was distilled from wormwood. 
it was still legal, you know, everywhere else in Europe. So we're like, yeah, let's go have some absinthe. I don't know if that was a good choice, but we went over there and sat down and there was no hallucinogenic properties because there was basically one bottle for about 12 people there. And uh, then I hammered it down. I think any type of goofiness came from the fact that we drank a lot more that night too. You know, it's not super high alcohol. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, forty six proof, so it yeah. makes it or forty six percent, so it makes it about ninety proof. So it's yeah. not like it's it's not like it's drinking Everclear, but it's it's just it's strong. I mean, yeah. it's it's potent. It's uh, I've had that bottle, and there's you can see since I've had that since two thousand eighteen, so for two years, and it was three it was three quarters full. And every once in a while, I'll I'll do a little tug on it and uh, a pull tug. <laughs> See, there we go again. Yeah. Ryan's saying the wrong now things at the wrong Now time. it's four quarters full. <laughs> I'll do a little pull on that from time to time, and it, but it's still it's still quite full. Uh, but I think these are, what I love about this type of stuff and what I love about what we do, Matt, is finding that shit that, that it's a little bit different. You guys have never seen that before, right? Uh, when you're out traveling, when you even if you're in wherever, Grab something that they're known for, uh, you know, the, whatever the spirit is, whatever the the, the, the wine is. Uh, grab that type of stuff and take it home and mm -hmm. and try it with friends. Don't try it with try, yeah. you know. Uh, Some places your are known for tugs. And yeah. go for a place where tugs are not free. Uh, but that's <laughs> that's good stuff, though. I mean, it's 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 yeah. weird, you no, know. But yeah. it's and it's, it's it's to me it's exciting because it's. I can remember where I was when I had that, mm -hmm. you know, with Andrea and in the group I was with, with my dad and my stepmother. I mean, that's those are the memories that that, mm -hmm. that those two bottles will be gone a long, you know, yeah. long time after or before or whatever the saying is, and I'll remember the memories of yeah, yeah. of that that event and that experience. I feel like a like a sugar cookie from Christmas would be great with this. I and you know what were those cookies? You are, or there's one of those cookies Jaffa that's cakes? made. Is, oh. Jaffa cakes. That <laughs> well, was another. Yeah, we want to go back that to was Jaffa another cakes. discussion. But isn't there a, a, a Christmas cookie that, that tastes like licorice? There's a not not a snickerdoodle, but there's a cookie that's made with uh, a liquor doodle. A liquor. It's a liquor doodle. <laughs> a licorice doodle. That, that's a dog, I think. It's 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 a blend. That's a website. It's, 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 it's a blend between licorice and a cocker spaniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a liquor studio. Yeah, at www.liquordoodle.com. <laughs> yeah. Why do we always have to go to Do that? Makes things not to look even, up. On even the if you spell that five different ways, you're getting someplace you don't want to be. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Homeland Security. This is not my favorite drink I've ever had in my life. Mm. I mean, mm. uh, to, it, it, to me, it seems like I just wasted a really good bottle of champagne. Yeah. I'd rather have the two separate. Mm. No, I'm glad I did it. I don't know. I kind of like it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you like about it? Well, that evergreenness to it. Normally, like absinthe. I mean, it, it it tastes like sadness and tears a lot of times, and poor decisions and unhappiness and yeah, basically a, a lot of the things I felt in college. But <laughs> feeling right at this moment. <laughs> but but with this with the bubbles, it you know makes you feel good about it. That's the important thing. But yeah, there's something just kind of, I don't know, effervescent about it. It's like it's like I bought a weird soda when I was traveling somewhere. Well, you know, don't I, get me wrong. I, mean, I, I, I walked into you know, like some sort of whatever the Greek equivalent of a bodega is, and 
you know, grabbed a soda that I couldn't, or a bottle I couldn't read off the counter, and it turned out to be liquor-infused, you know, carbonated beverage. That's kind of what it tastes like. Well, I mean, we've done this for a long time, and there's going to be some some things that you drink that that end up being amazing that you had no, like for example, that the the, the little uh, the little the, the fir pine yeah. cocktail. It didn't smell very good. I thought it smelled good, but some of us didn't think it smelled good. But it's kind of that. That 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 um, you know everyone has. I love blue cheese. You guys don't love blue cheese, but it's that once in a while you'll put a couple things together. It's like son of a bitch, this is really good together, and yeah. I really really like it. Or let's never do that again. Yeah, it's kind of like Jello and Everclear. Let's never do that again. Oh, is there a time and place for that? Yeah, even, there even is. As a middle aged man, you think? Yeah, I think really? so. Just. And you take the thing and you suck the jello out. I don't think oh, there's ever a time for oh, it yeah, anymore. There is. Man. It'll, yeah. I really don't. I don't Some, oh, everyone's telling me yes. I I'm, I must be the old fart in the room. No, because, I'm, I'm uh, believing it is because sooner or later my nieces and nephew are going to uh, be traveling with me somewhere and and they're gonna they're gonna be like, let's do this and then by the end of the night I'm gonna have to be the one that drives them home. So one thing you should never lose touch with though uh, is always know how to be really good at shotgunning a beer i mean mm-hmm. I, as an 80 year old man i'm gonna friggin do that i'm gonna yeah. do it with my grandson and i'm yeah. gonna kick his ass because i'm actually pretty good at it mm-hmm. not as good as my oldest son because he's like a trained professional yeah he's like a cornhole professional that mm-hmm. type of thing but yeah i'm you gotta always practice that you guys practice the uh you go home and practice shotgunning a beer every once in a while no 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 it's a god-given gift <laughs> <laughs> that that and the other one that I haven't the done in a funnels. long time that I think you need to get is funnels. The I mean, beer that, bong. Beer yeah. bong. I did that when I was uh, I did that when I was like yeah. twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. I did a four beer one. Yeah. And at some point your stomach's only so big, right? So if yeah. you got a if you got a five gallon gas tank and you're filling it up and you want to put six gallons in that mofo, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Just like your stomach. Mm-hmm. And at some point well, it's, it's not going to go work. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember, uh, now that we're talking about you know capacity, I can remember when I was in um, elementary school, a buddy and I had a milk drinking contest. Yeah, it seems like a poorly conceived idea. It really was. Back in the day when the, you had the little guys and they put the, I don't know if they still do it because I'm not in elementary school anymore. They kicked me out. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> Legally. They asked me not to return. Binoculars. <laughs> yeah, you can still. You know, I... Yeah, after yeah. you know, after fifteen years, and I was I was actually he's, older than the he's teacher. Fucking harsh at dodgeball, <laughs> yeah, though. But I, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, I remember a buddy in mine, and uh, his name is John. I'll keep his last name out of this. He was a big some bitch, yeah. and we had a milk drinking contest. And I could, I bet you, we had. I mean, this was seven hundred years ago, but I'll bet you we had nine of those things. And I can remember to this day. This what was I? I was probably twelve. So that was 40 some odd years ago. I can remember where I was and I could feel the liquid kind of when you're filling up a gas tank. I could feel it in my esophagus (laughs) because there was no more room in my, I mean, it wasn't going into my legs. I got to figure that out. How you can have one of those hollow leg things where you talk about. I want to do that. Not not in any way that makes sense. I remember. I remember. I might look into that, by the way. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, it's had part of whatever. But but that was quite a day uh, for the janitor, I'm sure, because uh, that did not end well in the bathroom. Yeah. I feel like 
Like right now, do you want to like issue an apology to that janitor? Or I well, I think that janitor's probably been dead for a long time. So uh, maybe it not. It doesn't, I, I, it I think doesn't maybe matter. If you feel, feel like, like the I, universe, if, would, I, I guess I like, feel like I should. I, I should yeah, apologize. So. Well, the cool thing is, is it's not like I was eating etouffee or something. It wasn't crawfish. That it no, was straight still, out like milk, but it was everywhere. He's still I, I feel like he's still walking around the house. Yeah. You know. And you know how like, sometimes. He's like and he's going, or, or it's that son of a time. bitch back in the yeah. 70s, I remember him. You know, you know, sometimes when you when you laugh so hard, you like, and you've got a drink and you spit up something. Yeah. Imagine that, but with like a gallon and a half of milk for a long period of time. You're that's, oh yeah. yeah, it's pretty much yeah, there's so a that, residual haunting white, going on in that, that school right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, but with white. He, he's just watch, walking around with a mop. Yeah. Isn't there a milk-drinking challenge? Oh, like, that uh, gallon of milk thing yeah. or whatever, and there's that cinnamon thing or whatever. Yeah, I have video of my of my youngest son trying to eat a tablespoon oh of cinnamon. Gosh, it did not end well. Those little pints of uh, milk. How many pints in a gallon? Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's a pint is sixteen ounces, right? So there's oh, uh, so there's eight pints in a gallon. Eight pints in a gallon. But those are half pints. There's yeah. sixteen. I'll bet you we drank so, a gallon. I'll so bet you we did. Back in the seventies, yeah. I'm going to go with that. You're the first. Yeah. The so I'm not really sure, as usual, how we went down that road with that story, but it happened. It's true. And um, uh, John, if you're if you're listening, I think I won that challenge. At least that's what I'm saying. That absinthe is fifty six percent alcohol. Fifty six percent alcohol. So it's a hundred and hundred and twelve proof. Yes. So. Listen, let's let's wrap this up. This was a fun one. I uh, I think we uh, we drank some good booze. We had some good comedy. Um, he said, "I don't think you're ever supposed to do that. Is state tell people you think you're funny." No, it's like telling people you think you're cool <laughs> or you're if pretty. You, if you got to tell yeah. people you're cool, <laughs> you know how you cool I am. Cool. You're not cool. But I I, I think um, we talked about stuff that we really enjoy, and mm -hmm. I think that's key. Um, <laughs> Including <laughs> Captain Jack's stuff important. Well, so. we we got to give the uh, shout out to them. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, please continue. we got some feedback on uh, boozybanter.com. Uh, and uh, mailbag at boozybanter.com. Yeah. B-O-O-Z-I-E banter.com. So just look, to at, the yeah, look at the podcast Yeah, look at the podcast. I think it's long. But we're having a ton of fun with this. Um, we'll go off. I think, you've, I think you've seen by now that we'll talk about anything you want us to talk about. So let us know. I don't know. That might be dangerous. I know. Mostly, I, have, I got opinions, and you people are going to hear about. Well, that's. I don't know if that's good or bad. No, that's the absence. My lord, man, that will that kicks you right in the kahunas. That's yeah. no. There's no doubt the about cash that. and prizes. So, so what do we? Hey, what are we talking about next week? Because I'm kind of excited about next week. Uh, we are talking about Oktoberfest. Because it starts, what, the 28th? Well, it's already started, hasn't it? I believe it, uh, I believe it ends the first, at the beginning of October. Uh, like traditionally, It runs October normally when they run the Oktoberfest. Five weeks. Uh, it runs, yeah. Does it run five weeks? I, don't I, think, think, so. I think that's a lie. I'm making things up I from think the, it runs two my weeks. ferret program is I running I think it right runs now. from September to the end of, I've got a really, to, I've to got the some, first week of October. I've got some really cool later hose, and maybe I'll wear that next week. No. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I look good in later hosen. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, good news. I think so too. Well, <laughs> wow, there are just so many jokes that I want. Someone's pointing at something. At Someone's me right pointing. Now. At, pointing. At, at, yeah, that's that's all I need. That's that's gonna make me unhappy. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the radio. No, we won't. Yes, we will. <laughs>